Who tennis star Naomi Osaka has sensationally withdrawn from the tournament. Osaka said that she wouldn't be taking part in press conferences at the French Open to protect her mental health. That I have suffered long bouts of depression since the US Open in 2018. And we welcome you to the trophy celebration of the United States Open. Let's not boo anymore. We, we just, we're gonna, we're gonna get through this and let's be positive. So, um, congratulations, Naomi. No more booing. You ever found it, it difficult to do a press conference after a, a painful defeat? I respect her, of course, as, as an athlete and to be ready to, to accept the questions and without the press, without the, uh, writing the, the news and the achievements uh, that we are having around the world, probably we will not be the athletes that we are today. Should athletes be required to speak to the media after sporting events? Number one, you know what you signed up for. You have an obligation. Secondly, the media is what enables the sport to be promoted. And we just hope she goes away and gets, and gets whatever help she needs and then can come back. But, but I think the media, they, they make stars, they make people rich, and they're part of the process is doing interviews. You've yeah. got to yeah. front up, but then maybe that's something they look at how that process plays out, those media conferences. How does the reality compare with the dream? Um, I'm going to sort of differ from your question. I'm sorry. I know that everyone was cheering for her, and I'm sorry it had to end like this. Um. I feel for Naomi. I feel like uh, I wish I could give her a hug, because I know what it's like. Like I said, I've been in those positions. Welcome to Sportspeak. Today, Taylor joins me as we discuss Naomi Osaka's withdrawal from the French Open and all the fallout from her decision. Let's get cracking. Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. So she goes into Roland Garros. Full, full title. Naomi Osaka, women's world number two tennis champion. Very, very good player. Goes into Roland Garros, speaks with the event organizers in advance and mm -hmm. states that due to her mental health and trying to look after her own mental well-being, that she won't participate in press conferences post-match. Yes. What do you make of her decision and what do you make of the response of the community as a large? Okay. She is world number two elite sports player. She is, she is as good as they come. She's top of her field in the sport that she has chosen to play. Uh, and that sport, the reason she is so good and the reason she gets paid the money that she gets paid is because sport as we both know is now entertainment if you choose to withdraw yourself from the entertainment things which is the, the post-match interviews the pre-match press conferences all that sort of stuff then you, you are essentially removing yourself from the sport at that level i really do believe that and i, I don't think that the tournament was wrong in finding her i don't think that the players that I think very, very carefully and very skillfully talked about it. You know, Rafael Nadal um, brought it up. Ash Barty brought it up. 
I think they're right. I think they're absolutely right. You know, this is part of the game at, at this level. You sign up for this. And, and look, the other side of it is the tennis press gaggle is not exactly known for their hard hitting journalism. You know, I mean, without, without trying to uh, be careful with be creative with my puns, you know, it's not like they're lobbing softballs to, you know, to anyone. It's, it's pretty, pretty straightforward stuff. So, you know, she doesn't want to talk about losing a tennis match. Okay. Fair enough. Face the press. And when they ask you about it, say, I don't want to answer that question. I think it's as simple as that. Anyone who's a sports person knows what comes with the territory. It's pretty straightforward, especially, look, tennis players are pretty innocuous for the most part. It's just the grand slams that they really draw the attention. You could go to the Indianapolis Open and, yeah, there might be a post-match presser with two journalists there, but big, big fucking deal. I don't want to correlate wealth with health. They're two different things. You can be as wealthy as anything and be mentally unwell. I think her best move was to step away from the game, which is what she ultimately decided to do until she's in a position where she can recommit to what is required of an elite sports person at that level. That's a win-win, is it not? Yeah, I think so. I think it may be, I don't think this is her fault, but I think because of the, the, the current state of affairs and the the world that we live in at the moment, I think she'll, she'll be either victimized or victim shamed that's the world we live in. You know, I don't think there's any sort of in between anymore, which is a shame. I think that, look, how do I say this delicately? I think that at that level, when you're earning tens of millions of dollars a year, your mental health can be cared for and should be cared for because it's part of being an elite athlete. Um, Elite athletes have had sports coaches, you know, and sports psychologists for a very long time now this is not a new phenomena and invoking mental health as the reason you don't want to talk about a loss when maybe it's just hard for you or painful for you i think that's that's where i that's where i sort of check out and go like maybe you just maybe you just needed to be truthful and say i don't like talking about losing tennis matches so i'm not going to do that anymore which is essentially what her sister ended up tweeting which was then swiftly removed so mind you, she did, she did try and word her way around that by saying, that's not what, how, how I presented that is not how I meant it, which I'll take her at her word. Sure. But, but you, you understand what I mean? Like if what's the corollary, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't think there is one. I mean, it'd be the same thing if Lewis Hamilton just decided after the Baku race to just say, Nope, not talking, not talking about it. And, and if, and, and worse, if he said, I'm not talking about it because of my mental health. Now, everybody around Formula One would say, well, hang on, that's a crock of shit. You're actually like one of the most put together, focused, driven athletes we've ever seen. Now, I know you don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but you know there is an element of being able to, to put yourself into a, a mindset that has to correlate into other parts of your life. Yeah, I... I see both sides, right? So let's take tennis out of it because I, I kind of think tennis, oh, look, it's my perspective from the outside. I'm not a tennis player, clearly. But I think they've kind of got it easiest media-wise yeah, relative please. to other sports. I mean, Formula One drivers are paraded in literally like a square with reporters on all sides as they just walk around getting asked the same questions over and over again while they're still in the race overalls after quality, after yep. a race, after practice. Their media commitments are relentless, Crazy. relentless. You've got NBA players who 
you see photos of the scrum of media. It could be a guy just sitting on these on his bench like I'm sitting here now with media flanking him less than a meter away on all sides with microphones in their face. But yep. that is not what tennis is. Now I'm not saying because you can't familiarize yourself with an NBA player or with a formula one driver that those pressures aren't, you know, everyone has their own issues, right? The pressures are the pressures, but yeah, I tend to agree with Nadal Federer. You get paid the money, you get paid, you get the notoriety, you get the popularity, you get the sponsorships, you get the dollars, all because the media focuses on what you do. And if they didn't, great. You wouldn't have any press conferences. You also wouldn't get paid. So if you don't want to do it, that's cool. But I think, you know, work with the organizers. If you think the way they do it isn't right, I'm all for that. Sure. Have a say. It's a strange hill to die on when you're talking about the tennis press, though. No, I agree. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I think there's far worse examples in sport. Yeah. Than, than tennis. I, I just think any elite athlete wants to have a say in how media presents itself. Same with, I fully encourage Lewis to go after the representation of black people in sport. More power to you, right? Use that media for good. Work together. And I think she was trying to do that. And I think that got lost in there, to be honest. But I yeah. think she's made the right call. She's not comfortable. She doesn't want to do it right now. She needs a break and she walks away. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think, you know, the end result is the end result. So that's fine. You know, I just, I just think that it's a real, it's a, it's a real shame for her because she's depending on how long she walks away for. I mean, she, she is at, at a, at a pretty crucial part of her career. She's in peak form. She's playing great tennis. And, you know, I think if I look back at, at those times where, where my favorite players, my favorite sports people were down and out, you know, when things were tough and when things weren't going well and you saw them and that raw emotion, you know, comes out and they're in that press room, press room. And sure, I'm sure it's not easy. You know, you look at Steve Smith when he could, he was done for cheating, right? He fronts the media. He he's, he's a, a broken man, broken. It's the only word you would use to describe him crying, tearful, you know, like hyperventilating almost into the microphone the end result of that is not people. I mean, sure. Maybe some people walk away and go Steve Smith weak as piss, but most people walk away and go, do you really hope he can come back from this? And when he does, it galvanizes your opinion around him. You know, I think it's actually better for ultimately the sportsman. It's probably better for their own personal well-being. You know, they've, they've confronted it. They've, they've addressed it. They've moved on, you know, whereas I think there's a, Maybe it's a bit of old school mentality. Maybe I just don't quite understand mental health, but I think there's a bit of, you know, we'll stick my head in the sand and I'll, I'll run away from it and not, not address things. I just don't see how that in sport is, is a good solution. And, and, I, and I really hope that, that Osaka comes back. I hope that she, you know, does front the press. I hope that she, she will allow them to ask her tough questions because sometimes that's what sports people need. I just hope that it's not, you know, not the detriment of her game at the end of the day. Yeah, I do think about players like Yelena Dokic, Martina Hewitt. A lot of tennis players have been doing this since they were just kids. And the pressure for them is so intense and immense to be the best of their sport because it's a worldwide game, right? It's not like the AFL where it's mostly Australians or Formula One, mostly the rich, literally. So, I mean, tennis is one of those sports that's open to anybody. And so they're... I imagine they would feel an immense amount of pressure to perform because it's it's you. It's not a team sport. There's nowhere else to look. 
So I think maybe the mental side of it for a tennis player isn't so much just the media, but it's, you know, that pressure that you would have on yourself and then having to front a fouling can be really a trigger for people. So I get it. I actually, I can see where she's coming from and I get what you're saying. Maybe they're not pushing and prodding her for real hard questions, but fronting your, I don't know, imagine you do your job and every day that you do it, you have to go and front press who ask, why didn't you do that with that client? Why didn't you do this? Like that would be challenging for sure. Right. Yeah, of course, of course. But you know, I think that, you know, it comes back to that original point I made, which is that that is, that is what sport is. Sport is international global entertainment to billions and billions of people. And, you know, everybody, regardless of whether you want to talk to the press or not, guess what? Everyone's going to have an opinion. And because of the world we live in, you're probably going to hear about it anyway. So wouldn't you want your words to be out there? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a better solution? Yeah, to control the narrative. I, I, I agree with that. I Yeah, I agree with that element of it. I'm just saying I, sometimes a part of me thinks, you know, I, I can understand and empathize with the part like, all right, so I want to do a podcast, right? But if I go read a comment section and there's 50 people calling me a dickhead, you know, there is an element of like, fuck, far out, that's full on. And, and I guess that's the element of it, right? Like you take on an, an occupation that lends itself to that thing, then it comes with the territory, I get it, but it doesn't mean it can't trigger you. Sure, definitely. I just think that I, that you, but at that point with the resources at your disposal, um, you should be able to handle it. Anyway, it's a very interesting topic. It's a shame that she's walked away from the sport at her apex, but hopefully she can come back. Yep. And look, and, and in all honesty, the tennis world is worse off without Naomi Osaka. So she's she's great for the sport. She's a brilliant competitor. She's you know great for Japan. She's not afraid to speak her mind and have opinions. You know, it's it's good for the good for the game, and it's just a real. It's a real shame that it's all sort of happened, but it's hardly surprising. The blow, the blow up, I mean, hardly surprising the the, the fallout of, of what she uh, of of the decision that she made. Thank you for listening to another episode of Sports Speak. For more information on the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at sports underscore speak underscore podcast, and we'll be back with more soon.